0: Thursday, June tenth, two thousand and ten, and you've got Oz in your ears. This is Peter Bergman on the road for Radio Free Oz, and I'm at the Creep Air Force Base in the Doom Room. That's one level under the Situation Room at the DOD MGM Grand somewhere in Nevada. And with me is Colonel Bob Nuts, Drone Commander and Showrunner. Here is that right, Colonel Nuts? Laugh at my name and I'll have you drone.
1: Huh? Ha ha. Just kidding, soldier. I'm not a soldier. Everyone's a soldier when our country's at war. Yeah,
0: right. Well, okay. What are we looking at here on these two big video monitors?
1: Well, that went over there. That's AFPAC. AFPAC? Afghanistan, Pakistan. It's all one big show now. Well, can we listen in, Colonel? Sure. That's Cuyahoga 84. It's hovering down the Kebble to a freaking Nowhere Highway. No, I'm not seeing any Sand Jackies down there. Bob, look, uh, let's get back to this uh, this waiver here, and the re-up-and-ship papers. Uh, we really have to work this out. The bonus, what about the bonus? Well, it isn't strictly for signing the PTS waiver. I know you can get simple, but re-up-and-ship, look at graph uh, 3024. Yeah. It says uh, flight times times cultural relations times, you know,
0: we can make a fortune. Can I talk to him? Well, sure. Say, soldiers, can you tell the RFO audience just what you're watching down there on the road? We are hunting rabbits.
1: Happy hunting, boys! Now over there, Mr. Bretman, you can watch uh, Mexa Ritz. Wow! Hi, Def, I can see the slats in the border fence. Yeah, they can get through those slats. Wow! Blow a hole in them. Oh, oh look at this! They can just ramp up over the damn thing with one of their high rider SUVs.
0: Wow! There's fifty people coming over the fence. Well, what do you guys do now?
1: We drone them. What? Now we're not allowed to drag them. We just drone them. We drone them into the hands of the. Here they come, the Hintville National Guard. And yeah, there they are, just breveted right there to the big fence. That sounds painful. Hanging your body across the border is the least you can do for your country
0: yeah well okay well thanks for the tour colonel uh wait a minute uh what's that captain i got 12 possible insurgents at the Shape shack down there at click 343 i'm confirming i'm confirming Are they are well i can't tell if those are brokers or
1: rocket launchers all right we have a crowd of presumed terrorist militant insurgent aliens requesting orders yeah. requesting orders ah hellfire show them who's boss
0: This is Peter Bergman on the road for RFO and I'm out of here. Yeah, Radio Free Oz. (laughs) Up here on RadioFreeOz.com I'm your host, Peter Bergman, my co-host, David Osman, and before I go any further, I have to tell you this one, David. Okay. My my daughter comes out uh, of of her bedroom this morning, we we live together, and and she's doing a bunch of essays for college, and she said, I've been up all night, and I said, why? She said, well, she said, for some reason, the... The spelling uh, program inside Word turned Alexander Hamilton into Alexander Ham's Sandwich, (laughs) and I had to go through the entire document changing it. (laughs) I went, oh, yeah, Alexander. And didn't he write the Federalist Papers with James Mustard? (laughs) I I remember him well. And and, and Ben and Ben Frankfurter (laughs) at the stove, you know? So I just, oh, man. They
1: were the founding Coney Island
0: fathers. (laughs) I'm being frank.
1: Oh, Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Well, Judith came back from driving Preston to school this morning and said, ah, he left his Wittgenstein in the car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He left where it bloody well belongs. I said if Wittgenstein had a choice as to where he'd be left, he'd pick the car. Oh, my gosh. Reading Wittgenstein, not reading Wittgenstein same thing Same thing. but it's not as hard as spelling his name so uh, tell tell them well, about the well weekend. So well well,
1: well this is what people watched the last week of may on television just in case you know you think people actually get any information off of television these these are this this is the scores on broadcast tv uh, uh, american idol wednesday these are the top rated shows from top to bottom american idol wednesday dancing with the stars dancing with the stars results American Idol Tuesday and then that really that really great action melodrama NCIS that scored a big 10 rating <laughs> And down to two and a half men. I'm not sure if that's about a guy with a big penis or not. I have these fears about these television programs. Well, that that
0: say, that's, that's your own private issue. Will you move on?
1: Yes, The Big Bang Theory. Am I right or what? Yeah, you know, right. come on. There it is. It, it's two, and men, over the two and bang. a half men. The Big Bang. The Big Bang. Anyway, that's what they're watching on commercial television. <laughs> well, two cable.
0: guys go at it, and the half man takes. And notes. And the half man
1: takes notes. Good idea. That that will catch you on CSI Miami, which brings up the rear here. Cable TV nothing but the wwe the wrestlers right and the nba that was it for cable tv so no one is watching the well
0: and nobody's watching the afpac smackdown no that's the real smackdown oh what about the well isn't the well on there no the well the BP didn't, well it was did big. well didn't make it oh what can i tell you Golly, i watch it all the time you know it, it it's never exactly the same <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do they say? So what does Wittgenstein say about stepping in the same oil well twice?
0: <laughs> Here's a juicy little piece from Newsweek failed Times Square bomber Fassal Shahzad says he was driven by anger over dozens of unmanned drone attacks that he witnessed during his most recent five-month visit to his home in Pakistan. That seems a plausible enough motive, particularly since he joins a growing list of homegrown U.S. terror suspects who have cited the escalation of U.S. military operations on the Afghanistan-Pakistan border in general, or in the drone attacks in particular. They include U.S. resident Najibullah Zazi, the Afghan immigrant who pleaded guilty in a plot to bomb the New York subway system, Major Nidal Malik Hassan, the U.S.-born Army psychiatrist charged with fatally shooting 13 people at Fort Hood, Texas last year, and the five American Muslims from Virginia accused of plotting attacks against targets in Pakistan and Afghanistan. So why isn't the Obama administration listening? It has so far been unable or unwilling to acknowledge the link between the drone attacks and the rising incidents of homegrown terror. Instead, the administration has accused the Pakistani Taliban of directing and probably financing the Times Square plot, even though Shahzad has said he went to the Taliban for help, not the other way around. That doesn't mean, of course, that they didn't, you know. Put the money in his hand, but at least he was the one that went to them. They didn't turban over to him. Obama's top counterterrorism advisor, John Brennan, dismissed the reports that Shahzad was motivated by the drone strikes and instead said that the suspect was captured by the murderous rhetoric of Al Qaeda that looks at the United States as an enemy. Certainly he must be aware of some of that murderous rhetoric, but the fact is, he says, is the drones made me do it. Listen up. The Obama team has its rationale for drone attacks. It stresses that the drone attacks have degraded the capabilities of the Pakistani Taliban and Al-Qaeda without putting U.S. troops in harm's way on Pakistani soil. What this calculus ignores is the damage drone attacks inflict on America's reputation in the Muslim world and the possibilities of blowback about which the CIA, which leads the drone war, has rightly warned blowback don't we remember the blowback from putting all those stinger missiles in the hands of the Mujahideen or anybody that called themselves a Mujahideen in afghanistan wake up the war on the afpac border has replaced iraq as the main source of homegrown radicalization i'm surprised Kata's effort to find and recruit terrorists has been replaced by a bottom-up flow of volunteers, a flow that is currently very weak and extremely difficult to track. What these individuals had in common was that they were radicalized online, typically by coverage of the AFPAC battles. The most controversial element of those battles is the use of CIA predator drones on targets in Pakistan. The CIA currently wages a 24-7 predator campaign against the Pakistani Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Now, wait a minute. You know something? How come the CIA is allowed to run armed drone attacks. I thought that's a military function. I didn't realize the CIA was military. How come nobody's standing up in Congress and saying, who gave the CIA the right to drone people? Well, maybe now that I've said it, they'll do it. And maybe not. In Pakistan, drone attacks are Obama's weapon of choice. He has expanded the use of drones to include low-level targets such as foot soldiers. That's good. Drone the foot soldiers. Don't forget the ones that look and smell like insurgents. Bim! Kill them all. Let God sort them out. According to an analysis of U.S. government sources, the CIA has killed about 12 times more low-level fighters than mid-to-high-level Qaeda and Taliban leaders since the drone attacks intensified in the summer of 2008. So they're taking out grunts, not bigwigs. In the first four months of this year, the Predators fired nearly 60 missiles in Pakistan, about the same number as in Afghanistan, the recognized war theater. And remember, we're not at war with either, and we're... We're less at war with Pakistan. I mean, that the Taliban didn't have their training grounds in Lahore or Islamabad. In Pakistan, the pace of drone strikes has increased to two or three a week, up roughly fourfold from the Bush years. Although drone strikes have killed more than a dozen Qaeda and Taliban leaders, they have incinerated hundreds of civilians, including women and children. Huh,